0: Hello I'm Ian Rose and I'm really glad to have your company. Well Christmas and the New Year are just distant memories and perhaps like me you're looking forward to the warmer weather. So we've arrived at that time of Easter and there's signs of new life everywhere in the garden. New life, isn't that what Easter is all about? The shops might encourage us to believe that it's just a time of fluffy chicks and eating too much chocolate But is there more to it than that? Let's look at that question a little bit more in a moment. But first, let's have a break for some music. i mm-hmm. line of that song read, it is a thing most wonderful. But what is? Well, for Jesus followers, we would say that the wonder is Jesus allowing himself to be crucified and three days later rising again. And why? Well, God is totally holy and can't have anything at all to do with what isn't. And let's face it, we've all done something wrong in that time. To bridge this gap between us and God, God came to earth in the form of a human, Jesus. Lived a blameless life, gave people hope, pointed out to the religious leaders of the day that they were hypocritical, and as a result, they felt threatened, hounded him to death, and so Jesus allowed himself to be crucified, taking on our blame and punishment.
1: On just another day This one is different I hear the people say That man is Jesus But what does that mean? Doesn't look any different From any I've seen The mornings turn to night Jesus is blessing The prisoner on his right The earth now shakes As to his God he calls Surely this man Was God's son after all Another crucifixion On just another day This one was different I heard the people say That man was Jesus Now I know what that means He surely was different From any I've seen Another crucifixion On just another day, this one was different. I heard the another day this one was different i
0: heard the people say let's hear how luke
2: recorded the run up to those dreadful events in his gospel then the whole assembly rose and led him off to pilate and they began to accuse him saying we have found this man subverting our nation He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Christ, a king. So, Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. Then Pilate announced to the chief priests and the crowd, I find no basis for a charge against this man.
0: So the crowd, egged on by the religious leaders, weren't having that. They kept on clamouring for the death penalty which only the Roman authorities could order. Luke again.
2: Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again. But they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! For the third time he spoke to them. Why? What crime has this man committed? I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him punished and then release him. But with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that he be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, the one they asked for, and surrendered Jesus to their will.
0: So Jesus was led off to the place of execution outside the city walls, together with two actual criminals. Let's pause there and listen to Janice Anderson as she reminds us that we should have been the ones crucified, not Jesus.
3: I was guilty with nothing to say i G-
2: Came to the place called the skull. There they crucified him, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots.
0: So the death and resurrection of Jesus can be seen to be about forgiveness God forgiving us for all the wrong that we've done. I was recently reading a book on forgiveness, and I have the pleasure now of being joined by its author, the Reverend Dr Tim Carter. So Tim, could you please expand on this aspect of Easter celebrations, that of forgiveness?
4: Over the years, I've watched a number of films depicting the life, death and resurrection of Jesus, and I always find it difficult to watch the crucifixion scenes. Maybe my imagination is just too vivid, but I find it really hard to cope with the depictions of pain and suffering as Jesus is nailed to the cross. Yet it's precisely at this moment that Luke puts on Jesus' lips a simple prayer. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Who is Jesus praying for? We don't know. Luke doesn't specify this. It, it looks like he's praying for everyone involved in putting him on the cross. The crowds who demanded his death. The Jewish and Roman authorities who connived at arranging his execution. And the Roman soldiers who carried it out. And I have to say it looks to me as if they all knew perfectly well what they were doing. Inflicting such wanton cruelty on an innocent man like that. But maybe they didn't realise who they were dealing with. After all, Jesus had warned his disciples that they didn't need to be afraid of those who could kill the body and then that was all they could do to you. The one you really need to be afraid of, he said, is God, his Father, because he has the power to condemn you to hell after you've died. And so you may well suppose that God would reserve a special place in hell to punish all those who played their part in deliberately torturing his son to death. And yet, Jesus prays that the Father would forgive them. And the miracle is God does. He forgives those who showed his son no mercy, who showed him no compassion when they crucified him. God responds to all the anger, all the hatred, all the violence that was directed against his son with grace and love and compassion. Here we see just how unlike us God is. And how do we know that God responded in this way, with forgiveness? Because after his resurrection, Jesus explains to his disciples that they are to share the good news that God is turning people back to himself and forgiving them for what they've done, and the place where they are to start proclaiming this message is Jerusalem, the very city which had rejected Jesus and crucified him. God was forgiving those responsible for the death of his son. But why? Why would he do that? And and probing a bit deeper, we may want to ask why he allowed Jesus to die in the first place? If God knew it was going to happen, and he most assuredly did, why didn't he prevent it? Why didn't he answer Jesus' praying in Gethsemane and airlift him to safety? Why let it happen? Elsewhere in the New Testament, we read about Jesus' death being a sacrifice for sin. But Luke doesn't go down that road. I know lots of people believe that Jesus had to die to atone for our sins before God could forgive us. But that's not how Luke sees it. We all know how forgiveness works and in our experience it doesn't involve sacrifice or bloodshed. And I think that Luke understood forgiveness in relational terms much as we do. When we pray the Lord's Prayer we ask God to forgive us as we forgive others. And Jesus goes so far as to say this is something we have to do. There's a correlation between how forgiveness works for us and how God forgives us. And forgiveness matters because we all mess up. And if we don't learn to forgive each other, then sooner or later, every single one of our relationships is going to end up on the rocks, leaving us feeling angry, bitter and hurting people. And that's not what God wants for us. Forgiveness matters because our relationships matter and God knows that. But if I'm going to forgive you... How am I going to get rid of all the anger, the pain and the grief you've caused me? How can I let that go? And that's where Jesus comes in. Because it's on the cross that he took all our anger, the pain, the bitterness, the injustice and suffering we experience, the hatred and violence of the world. On the cross he absorbs all of that and releases into the world instead forgiveness. That's why Jesus died in Luke's gospel. At the cross his trauma becomes the source of our healing. His body is broken to mend what is broken in our lives. It's at the cross that God chooses to take the place of the victim and it's from that place as the victim of injustice that God forgives us and releases the liberating power of his forgiveness into our lives into our relationships, into the world. That's why Jesus died. That's the powerful life-changing message of Easter and it's God's good news to you.
0: Thank you so much, Tim. Now we must remember that the crucifixion was not the end of the story because three days after that dreadful event, Jesus rose again from the dead and later met with his disciples. Now you might think that he had had some pretty harsh things to say to them about the way that they had deserted him in the garden when the high priest Centrin came to arrest him. And the way that Peter denied ever knowing him when questioned in the high priest's courtyard. But no! When he miraculously appeared in the room where the disciples were holed up, his first words were, Why are you frightened? And he went on to show them his wounds, ate some fish that they had given him, and explained all the things that had happened were foretold by the old prophets, and that there was forgiveness for all who ask him. And, you know, there still is. What kind
5: of love is this that gave itself for me had done no wrong was crucified for me what kind of man is this who laid aside his throne that i may know the love of god what kind of man is this By grace, I have been saved. It is the gift of God he destined me to be his son, such as yes, his love. No one has ever seen. No,
0: John, who wrote the fourth gospel, also wrote the letters towards the end of our New Testament that we know now as the letters of John. That would have been round about the end of the first century. He was in fact encountering some false teaching and in the first chapter he had this to say about the forgiveness that Christ offers.
2: If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin... We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness.
0: And we are not to keep that wonderful news to ourselves. It's our task to take it out into the world and share it. So, thanks for your company, and thanks too to all who have been part of today's Look at Easter. And so, a final thought before we part it's manlike to punish, but Godlike to forgive. So, until we next meet, may I wish you a very happy Easter.